I believe in inspiring people to be the person they aspire to be by doing the things they aspire to do. This podcast is an additional platform to help me do just that. I know a lot, I've done a lot, and I do a lot. By sharing my experience with you all, be the highlight of my day. I will also have family, friends, and colleagues share their knowledge and experiences with me. You think you know me, but you don't know the half. Welcome to Vail's World. It's the team. Yo, 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 it's your boy Lavelle D. Munger, your host for Vail's World Podcast, and we have another, another one. Amazing episode. But before we get started, make sure y'all follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Vail's World Podcast. And if you'd like to shoot us an email about sponsorship or being a guest on an upcoming episode, feel free to email us at Podcast at ldmonger.com. Now, for those new people, if y'all didn't know, we start off with a good read. We talk about what's popping, and then we have a hot topic at the end. And you don't want to miss this. So let's get to it. Today's good read is Blink, The Power of Thinking Without Thinking by Malcolm Gladwell. Blink is a book about how we think without thinking, about choices that seem to be made in an instant, in the blink of an eye, that actually aren't as simple as they may seem. Why are some people brilliant decision makers while others are constantly inept? Why do some people follow their instincts and win while others end up stumbling into error? How do our brains really work in the office, in the classroom, in the kitchen, even in the bedroom? And why are the best decisions often those that are impossible to explain to others? Me, I always have these problems for the good and bad, mostly good. And that's why I've been able to finesse my way into the seats and spaces that I'm currently in is because of my gut, my instinct, my decision making, all of the things that I have been able to experience in my lifetime allowed me to make the decision. And in most cases, they seem to be the right decision. This book helped me realize where those things come from and gave me the tools to better explain to others about these thoughts, about these impulses, about why I made this decision and our choice. So for those that are in a similar situation that I'm in, try to figure out how to explain these decisions that you make. There are some people that continue to question you and challenge you just because you can't explain it, even if it's right. This book also helps you explain how people experience you. So knowing that the game begins way before you open your mouth, good read. Make sure you tap into Blink, The Power of Thinking Without Thinking by Malcolm Gladwell. And let me know what y'all think. Now, what's popping? So last week I went on a crazy run, man. Like it was brazy. Oh, but I survived. In the midst of all the craziness, I was able to go to Atlanta. We had a wedding Friday. It was... It was nice, but the travel experience there and back, it got the best of me. I got there Thursday. My flight was at six o'clock in the morning, so I had to be at the airport by five. So I woke up at four o'clock, got to the airport. I'm toting a 75 pound bag with camera equipment. And then I had another bag that was about 50 pounds with more camera equipment and my clothes. And then I have a book bag that's between 30 and 40 pounds of all camera equipment. So, you know, that's why I had to get in CrossFit in the gym and make sure I'm healthy because videography equipment is not light. Yes. So I was able to get that out the way. And I finally made it to Atlanta around 745, still early, had to drag all this equipment to the rental car place, which 
if you ever been to Atlanta from Southwest Airlines to Enterprise Garage is a long, long road. So I had to do that, got on the SkyTrain, finally made it Enterprise, was able to get a car. As soon as we got there, Dodge Charger pull up. Perfect. Got the Dodge Charger, put all the equipment in there, had to let the back seat down because we have this long bag, the 75-pound bag. It's so long that it can't just fit in the trunk. So we slid that thing in and we was off to Trey. So for those that don't know, Trey is my business partner. He's one-third of RTW Photography. He stays in Atlanta. He's handling all of our Atlanta operations as we continue to expand. We had people in that area that was interested in our services. Trey stayed there before. It only made sense. So so we get to Trey crib. They're still getting dressed, running around. Then we was like, hey, we're going to go to the gathering spot and eat breakfast. So i never been to the gathering spot. It seemed pretty dope. We went there. We were their guests, him and his wife, Shauna. The food was amazing. I must say the food was good. The vibes was good. You had all these different black professionals from different fields. And from what I know, I believe the gathering spot is a membership based co-working shared workspace with a dope cafeteria. And I like that. If there was a gathering spot in Orlando, I would definitely get involved. So much black greatness. I liked it. Matter of fact, I loved it. There was people meeting. You could tell they were doing something. <laughs> there were people on meetings. It was just a lot of good energy to be around. And um, and I wish that I was there longer and was more intentional. I would have had business cards. And I'm like, hey, you know, here's my business card. You look like, you know, but you know, that ain't my space yet, you know. So that was my first time there. I ain't wanna I didn't want to be overwhelming, I guess. But next time I'm on that. Great spot. Went back to Trey's home, gather our thoughts. We had to take their little dog, Brooklyn, to get a cut. So we did that. It was good. Smooth selling. I tell the people a lot of times, especially when I'm traveling for work, that I'm usually working. So that's exactly what I did. I was able to catch up on some edits for a couple video projects that we have. Knocked that out the way. That was great. He returned around six o'clock. We were, were thinking about going to the Botanical Gardens, but it was kind of late for me. So I decided to part ways from them. I ended up meeting up with a friend just to catch up real fast. And then I got back. During this process, I ate three edibles. I ate one and I was like, oh, it's cool. It ain't no biggie. So then I ate two more because I was like, you know, they was good. I was like, hey, you know, I'm really feeling that I'm straight. And they was like, no. <laughs> of course, they was like, no. And I was like, you know, I'm straight. I was straight until I wasn't. So around nine o'clock, I met up with Trey, Ari, and Shauna uh, for food. It was this nice little place that we went to where it had different type of restaurants, had an outdoor seating area, which was pretty dope. So we were just sitting down outside. They had a Shake Shack there. So I had a chicken sandwich, a burger, some cheese fries. I don't even think I got something to drink, but I was gone. And it hit out of nowhere. But I had the best sleep that I had in a while. So I appreciate that. Friday happened. The wedding was incredible. All of that. Had to be woke again at 3 o'clock in the morning the next day. Note, the wedding was done around 11, 12-ish by the time we got home. So pretty much took a nap. Woke up the next day. Picked up Ari from her hotel. We went to the airport. Again, 75-pound bag, 50-pound bag, 30 to 45-pound book bag. It was a lot. Was able to make it in, drop the car off, make it over. Got all of that out the way. Great day. Unfortunately for me, I had another wedding Saturday that I had to do solo for eight hours. So I thought I was going to take a nap. I didn't. I didn't at all. Went to the wedding. It was about an hour away. 
started around three. So I was on the road by two o'clock, got to the wedding ceremony, started shooting around three o'clock, got done at 11, got back home around 1230. <sighs> and Sunday I had a couple shoots. So yeah, I've been, like I said, I've been pretty hectic, but I signed up for this life. So why not me? Heat Nation. So right now the heat, we are going through some things. Anybody know me? I hate the seeds. Like I hate them from both spectrums of being a Laker fan and a Heat fan. I don't see how you can be a Laker fan and root for the Celtics. I don't care who's on a team. I don't see how you can be a Heat fan and root for the Celtics. I don't care who's on a team. Although the Heat versus Celtics rivalry was very short stint. Most of my hate came from Paul Pierce because of the way he treated LeBron James and the Heat and any team that he was on, as well as the way they treated Ray Allen when he left. I ain't really like that, man. Like y'all made the first super team, didn't want to get upset. Anywho, I just don't like the Celtics. I'm the type of person that want Tatum to put up 50 every night, but I want the Celtics to lose by 25. Yes, yes, yes. I am a hater. I take all responsibility for that. Anywho, Coach Spo has done an amazing job with rotations and adjustments. This series has been great. Actually, the whole playoffs have been crazy. You can see a team get blown out by 41 game and then sweep the series. Like, I... Never seen nothing like this. So both of these teams have blown each other the fuck out. And they still going. This is a very physical series. It reminds me of the old Eastern Conference Finals where it's all about physicality. It's all about who's healthy for four games. It's really what it's about. I do love the fact that the NBA is sort of balanced. And I say sort of balanced because of the talent is spread. The issues are spread out throughout the league. So there's not eight years of Golden State and LeBron James. I don't see that in a forecast anytime soon, but it's great to see Golden State back. First year of Clay's return, and they back playing at a championship level, and they still have pieces to come. If I was KD, I would be hurt right now. You left something great for this accident, this shit show. Wow. Back to the Heat. I can't say Heat in five because we lost two. This may go seven games. It's going to be ugly. I believe whoever make it out the East will win. But now my heart is turning that the West may possibly win because whoever make it out the East, they won't be healthy. Nowhere near healthy. They're going to be bloody, bruised, and pale. And let's talk about these rappers. From St. Louis to Atlanta, rappers have been caught on RICO charges. In St. Louis, we have Lil Half and Jizzle Bucks. And in Atlanta, we have Thugger and Gunna with 27 other people. So for those that don't know what RICO charges are, they aren't about what you're doing or what you did. It's about what we believe that you will continue to do in society, that you are the ringleader of constant drug trafficking, violence in the streets, and that if we put you away, all this shit will stop. So it's not about the drug charge. It's not about the weapon charge. It's not about all this shit. That is just proof that this individual or individuals are menace to society. And if we continue to have them out, there's going to be high crime. There's going to be drug usage. There's going to be gang violence. It's going to continue. So we have to get these people off the street in order to make the world a better place. That's pretty much what Rico charges. It's not about what you did. It's about what we think is going to continue to happen if your ass is out here in the community. A little background information on Rico. So if y'all got something popping in y'all life, feel free to hit us up on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Vales World Podcast. Let us know what's popping with you. And if you 
got too much to talk about, shoot us an email at veilsworldpodcast at ldmonger.com. And y'all know I got to say, if you want to be a monetary investor for what we got going on, we got 25 right now. We got 25. The highest I ever had was 36. Some people have been dropping off. But we want to keep it going. We want to keep it going. Tell a friend to tell a friend to tell a friend to hit up the Anchor account for as little as 99 cent a month. We can take this thing to the next level. So now we go to the hot topic. Man, the bounce back. Y'all know I'm always reading stuff. So I'm learning more and more and more what depression looks like. And I have been functioning while depressed. Let me say that again. I have been functioning while depressed. So if I'm able to do the great things that I'm doing at this capacity, what I'm able to offer when I get out of this funk, it's going to be amazing. Some of the things that I, I do intentionally, especially when Delph and those triggers come into my life is be intentional with my work, not trying to overload myself. Although my work and the things I do in the community is already overloading. I try not to put too many things on my plate on top of the things that I already have on my plate, the obligations that I have. I try to take time to rest and allow myself to know that it's okay to just lay there for a couple more minutes. I also know when my body is saying it's okay to lay here for a minute and then when my mind is telling me I don't want to get out this bed. Because those are two different feelings. I haven't felt like I don't want to get out my bed in a couple weeks. And the last couple weeks, I have been telling myself it's okay to just lay here. Like most people, I'm in my bedroom. I'm in my bed twice a day, in the morning and at night. Usually around 11, 12 o'clock, depending on how much editing I'm doing, depending on if a game is on, depending on if I have people over. And I'm usually out of my bed by 8 o'clock. Usually wake up between 5 and 7. I probably lay there for an extra 30 minutes. I like to get in my phone, check my emails, check my text messages, check my social media, respond to everything I need to respond to before I get my day started because I usually check my email like three times a day. In the morning, midday, at night, before I go to sleep. Even while it's on my phone. That's how I balance my life and manage my time. The important thing is getting back to my routines. I haven't ran since March, probably the 28th as well. I haven't been to CrossFit since September 28th. Most of it has been because physically I just can't do it. I messed my knee up in CrossFit in September. Around March when I started picking up running again, started getting more consistent with that when our photo boost hit my foot. So now I have a stress fracture in my left foot. And the only way I can heal my foot is by not running, not doing anything extra. Being on my feet as a wedding cinematographer and doing conferences, I have to be on my feet, which is going to continue to extend my healing time. So I try not to add anything additional to that. So I haven't been jumping rope. I haven't been running. I haven't been doing anything. And because I haven't been doing anything, I have to be mindful of what I eat because I don't want to become a big oopaloopa. And I haven't been doing that as well as I could. I haven't been getting enough fruit. I haven't been getting enough quick foods for home, a couple sandwiches, oatmeal, things of that nature, something quick to whip up. I'm still always on the go. I go hours without eating. I probably eat for the first time between 2 and 5 o'clock, depending on how busy the day is. I'm not really a breakfast person, so I need to figure out something in my routine that can supplement me eating healthier. And I've always been a once-a-day type of eating guy, so it's not I'm not eating because I'm depressed. It's more of I just developed a habit with eating once a day. I need to drink more water. That's definitely important. But getting back to my routine 
is important and knowing what their routine is. So I'm getting there. Soon as this foot heal, for those that follow me on the Nike Run app, y'all go see me getting these miles in because that's just what I do, baby. It's a lifestyle. And I'm sure when those things come, I'll be eating more and often and better, trying to get back in a routine of recording these podcasts and editing and getting it back to you all, getting in all of that. Give yourself grace. And that's the biggest reminder that I have to have. And not that bullshit as you bullshit and you telling yourself, oh, it's all right. No, not that shit. Not that shit at all. But allowing yourself to love on yourself, allowing yourself to make mistakes, allowing yourself to correct those things the next opportunity you have. Give yourself a little grace, the grace that you give others. Any progress is better than none at all. If you didn't drink no water yesterday, God damn it, drink one cup today. And you already doing better than you did yesterday. If you drank one cup today, drink two tomorrow. Whatever your water intake should be, slowly and gradually get yourself there. A lot of times when we have the end goal as the goal, we never get there. I tell people, have the end goal in mind. That way, you know, every action that you're taking is going to a bigger cause. If you tell someone they have to lose 50 pounds, that's more intimidating than telling someone they had to lose five pounds a month, 10 pounds a month. That seems easier to get there. Seems more attainable. But have the end in mind. Surround yourself around people that get your journey, that understand your journey. Financially, health-wise, career-wise, personal. Have people that get your journey, that understand that you have shared, this is what I'm trying to do. So those same friends that's going out every weekend, they know you have a a drinking goal of not drinking for a certain amount of time. Those people won't invite you out or won't make you feel like a square because you don't want to go out. Yeah, you can have the discipline to go out and not drink or, hear me out, you can avoid the temptation altogether by just not going. And it's going to save you time. It's going to save you money. And it's going to save you the temptation of actually folding. Because you don't want to fold and have to give yourself grace. Just don't put yourself in an environment. If you have financial goals and you're sharing that with the small amount of people in your circle, they're not going to ask you to donate for a charity and, and or a fundraiser. They're not going to ask you to go out. They're not going to ask you to go shopping and things of that nature. They're not going to ask you to do these things because they understand your journey. That's the beautiful part about having a tribe. And being transparent and vulnerable with your tribe. And then also allow you to know that everybody isn't a part of your tribe or development part of your tribe. You have to make sure that you open to those individuals. Trusted individuals, that is. More importantly, you have to allow yourself to trust and allow yourself to be trustworthy. Except that things may never be the same. All of our experiences either builds us or destroy us. But it never allows us to be the same. Sometimes people, I want things to go back like the good old days. Well, sorry to tell you, nothing is going to be the same. Things are constantly changing. So once you can recognize what's going on, be open to accept the new norm. If you lost a loved one and that loved one is never coming back, Things will never be the same. You have to adjust with the new feelings, the new lessons, the new hope that you were able to gather for this new norm. Keep the end at mind. Everything we do is bigger than us. Everything we do from a day-to-day basis should tie into a bigger goal, a bigger purpose. Really figure out what the hell you want to do in life. For a long time, I just knew I wanted to be successful. I don't know how to be successful. I ain't know how to get there. Still don't know how to get there. Still don't even look at me as being successful now. But I know that I have succeeded at a lot of things. I want to be in a position that I can give back to nonprofits, that I can give back to small businesses, that I can reduce the time that it took for me as a business owner and have for the next generation. 
That's what I want to do. That's my bigger purpose. I know that I can improve the lives of others by helping other people be in spaces to create opportunities for other people. I can't do it on my own. Stay in tune with your purpose. Don't allow a relationship. Don't allow a career opportunity. Don't allow organizations. Don't allow no one get in front of your purpose. Again, keep the end in mind. Understand that it's bigger than you and keep that first. Those in your life should fall into your purpose and be open to communicate with people your purpose that you want in your life. Give them the fair shot to figure out if they want to be in your life and help you accomplish this purpose and do your purpose align with their purpose. Because if y'all have two separate purposes and y'all looking for each other to support, it's going to be conflict. So when you have a person in your life that aligns with your purpose, you don't have to split your time and feel like you're being stretched from left to right because y'all going through the same route. Y'all going through the same path. Y'all going to the same destination. Family, friends, love, like it doesn't matter. Organizations, if it doesn't align with your purpose, you're always going to feel stretched, stretched thin. And that's not healthy for no one. That's not good for you or the organization or the company or the individual that you are trying to force this square object in a circle hole. It doesn't work. Identify your goal. Identify your purpose. Identify your goals to accomplish your purpose. Trust yourself. Trust those that you have in your circle to share. See if they align with your purpose and get back to your routine of fucking the world up. Depressed people usually fall in the slums of depression because we lose hope. We start questioning our purpose. We haven't identified our purpose. We isolate ourselves from loved ones. We go in our turtle shell and try to figure it out. We don't have things in line to hold us accountable. Reading books, therapy. Let's get back to our routine so we can continue to create the impact the world deserves. Peace and love. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Join me in my journey to success by following on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram at Vales World Podcast. If you have any comments, questions, or concerns you would like to address, or you just want to sponsor or feature on an upcoming episode, email me at Podcast at ldmonger.com. Vales World can be heard on Anchor, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and many more. Thank you for listening. Don't forget to subscribe, share, leave a review or a voice message, and more importantly, support. For as little as 99 cents a month, we can take this thing a long way. Love. It's the team.